Coming up, Nate Conroy joins me to discuss NFL Week 14. We talk about his Rams. We discuss the potential coaching carousel that's going to follow this NFL season. And we also get a little bit into Derek Carr's eyeliner. But first, swimming into view. Joining me to discuss NFL Week 14, making his debut appearance on the podcast, uh, Mr. Nathan Conroy. Nathan, welcome. Thank you, uh, Phil. It's a, it's a pleasure to be with you. I, I was thinking about this today. Uh, we've known each other since we were five, and it, the only people I've known longer than you are my own family, so that's that's kind of crazy. Yeah, it, it has been uh, a, a long, a long time, but uh, yeah, definitely... Uh, Definitely quite uh, quite the uh, relationship we've uh, we've endured together. Yes, <laughs> that's right. A lot of ups and downs as far as uh, sports and 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 heartbreaks. Uh, kind of. I was also thinking about this. You're like one of the OG Rams fans that I can remember. Uh, yeah, I have been a Rams fan for my entire life for as long as I can remember. Don't really have a good reason why. I've just always been a fan. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're talking about the Jim Everett days, Flipper, uh, Flipper Anderson, those guys. Yes, most definitely, most definitely. And obviously, we had the around 2000 when we had the you know the greatest show on turf with Kurt Warner, and then the recent resurgence with with Sean McVay. So, uh, how are you feeling about this year's team? Yeah, um, you know, it's 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 interesting the way you kind of phrase the Rams' history as a, as a long, long suffering, long suffering. <laughs> Rams fan, I can kind of commiserate with you with your Chicago Bears uh, a little bit uh, with you and your brother, um, you know, because we were we started in L.A. and then you know we went to St. Louis for a while and we did that thing and then we went back to L.A. and you know for that first kind of stint in L.A. we were really really bad, really bad, yeah. and then like you mentioned, right around 2000 there we had uh, Kurt Warner, greatest show on turf, you know, Tory Holt, Isaac Bruce. Uh, Oz Sahir Hakim, mm. uh, you mm. might remember. Uh, I think he played for the Bears. Little little uh, Ricky Prohl, maybe. <laughs> yep, yep. And then you know we win the Super Bowl. We get to a second Super Bowl. Wait, Marshall Falk. I mean, you didn't mention yes. his name. Yes, that's our yes. And uh, you know we we won the the first one there. That great tackle at the end, and then you know the whole controversy with the Patriots. You know, film and practice, and Vinatieri <laughs> hits a game winner, and then uh, <laughs> and then after that we we, we kind of. We we I would say we were okay. You know, I, I like to term that period the the uh, the Mark Bolger years. Mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. remember Mark Bolger, I do. Um, and then now, like you mentioned, with Coach McVay, went to the Super Bowl two years ago. Um, finally, finally got things headed in the right direction. Um, you know, as far as the team, you know, we got you know Jared Goff, who's kind of mm-hmm. up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he needs to rely on that running game solid protection, um, play action. But, you know, he's got a ton of weapons. You know, he's got Cooper Cup. He's got Robert Woods. They just drafted that Van Jefferson, uh, the rookie. And kind of a three-headed monster at tailback. Tight ends are solid. So, I mean, they can definitely score points. It's just a matter if Jared Goff doesn't turn the ball over. Yeah. Um, you know, the- he's, he's certainly not Mitch Trubisky, but he's certainly not <laughs> Pat Mahomes. No, I know. I would say he's definitely uh, – somewhere in the middle of those. I don't think, 
you know, if you went through maybe like a top 10, you know, he might be 10, 12 ish, something like that. But, you know, he's definitely not in the, he's in the upper half, not the bottom half of the league, I would say. Right. right. Yeah. Turnovers have definitely been an issue. Uh, this season for him, especially the last few weeks, uh, he did he did end up playing pretty well uh, against the Cardinals last week. Uh, hard team to figure out because they had some really good wins there. You know, winning at Tampa Bay, um, uh, you know, beating Seattle, uh, but then you know dropping that one to the 49ers a couple weeks ago is a hard team for me to peg. Um, but they're in a position here to at least be in the playoffs, and uh, you know, with Coach McVay, that maybe they can make a run. I'll be interested to see uh, see how golf plays and. I'll be interested to see what they do with him in the future. I know they're kind of stuck with his contract, you know, for a little while. Um, but uh, see what they can do if he can kind of develop and, and kind of get rid of these turnovers, you know, that have been plaguing him. Yeah, you know, the, the, the stretch, you know, they got four games left. They're playing. Uh, they got the Patriots, which is interesting. And then, you know, they play the Jets next week, which, I mean, that's a win. Um, and then they go to Seattle, which is always tough. Then they end up. Uh, home to Arizona, and they've they've kind of owned Arizona the last couple of years. So, you know, you figure you go two and two, that, it, that gives you ten wins. You know, if you go three and one, you're eleven wins. You know, I think you're pretty solidly in the playoffs there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, mentioning the playoffs, this is. Uh, I mean, we got four weeks left. This is a big week as far as positioning. There's a lot of good matchups we had to pick from this week. Uh, kind of kind of a little bit different than the last couple of weeks we did the podcast where struggled to find some matchups with two teams above 500. This week we had a lot of good matchups. Uh, the first one we're going to talk about is uh, the Chiefs at the Dolphins. Uh, obviously you got the Chiefs who are just, you know, they feel like an unstoppable force. However, they, they've been playing just okay. They've, they're just getting by. They're winning, but they're not winning overly impressively. Uh, the last four wins, they've won by two points, four points, three points, six points. Um, and then on the other side, you got Miami, who just came off of beating the Bengals. you got Tua getting his feet under him. Um, he played a lot better in the second half last week after they went no huddle. Um, I saw some comments from Chan Gailey, who... By the way, didn't know he was even in the league anymore. Um, <laughs> but he's the offensive coordinator there, and he was talking about how getting him in the getting him with no huddle might might help his rhythm a little bit more. Um, so you got the Chiefs favored by seven points in this game. The over under is at fifty points or fifty and a half points, and uh, it's kind of a contrast to styles. Miami is second in the league in points per game allowed. You got the Chiefs second in points scored. Their first in total yards uh, by 30 yards a game. Um, really impressive. Both teams are really high in turnover differential. They're not turning the ball over, and they're getting turnovers. Uh, Nate, the question I have is, can can Miami score enough to hang in this game? Um, well, the, the, the first thing, when I think about this game, it, it's kind of a battle of you know opposing forces because you've got, when you think of the Chiefs, it's the high-flying offense. you got Pat Mahomes slinging it. You got the myriad, the plethora of weapons all all over the field. You know, like you said, one of the highest, if not the highest scoring offense in the league. And then you think of the Dolphins and Coach Flores and defense is the first thing that comes to mind. You know, he's got Mm -hmm. that defense playing great. They're giving up like 17 points a game um, or something like that. Your question was the exact same thing that, that my thought was. Can they score? You know, Tua played pretty well last week. He's still kind of coming off that uh kind of small injury he had a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, it 
if, if you made me say one way or the other, um, I, I, I don't think they can. Uh, they, they cannot get into a shootout type of game um, with with the Chiefs, and I, and I don't even know if they're capable of that. Like yeah, with with, right. with the off the the weapons they've got. I mean, who who? I mean, can you name? I mean, I mean, they got what uh, Miles Gaskin, Devontae Parker, and that's and then who else? You know, uh, yeah, they got the tight end. Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, it's escaping me right now. But they got a solid tight end. But yeah, I was going to say Devontae Parker's their their main guy. But I I can't I couldn't name another wide receiver. Yeah. Um, oh, I think it's uh, is that is that Jasicki that tight end? Oh, Gasicki, right? Mike Gasicki. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I I don't see. I I could see the Dolphins keeping it close. Uh, you know, if they get some uh, timely turnovers, maybe play in, in special teams here. Um, but I, my, my leaning would be uh, towards the towards the Chiefs uh, on this one. You know, like I said, this is a chance for the Dolphins to to show if they're you know one of one of the contenders in the uh, in the AFC. Yeah, they're certainly positioned for the for the playoffs. Um, there's a few teams in the mix for that th- those wild card spots. I don't think they're going to be challenging Buffalo for the division. It appears. Um, and Kansas City is now in the mix for that one seed with Pittsburgh, and so they they're motivated to to keep winning. I'm also I'm in agreement here. I'm going to lay the seven and take the Chiefs. I don't like giving that many points on the road, but what's what's a road game in the NFL this season? It's not quite the same, right? Right. Um, so I'm just going to trust that offense, and I don't think Miami can can score enough. I, I see this being like a 10, 13 point game. I would also lean the over, but I would I would. Feel better just taking the Chiefs minus seven, and I'll take Pat Mahomes all day. Um, I, I think this team's going to play a little bit better, be a little bit more crisp uh, offensively than they've been the last couple weeks, where they were just kind of showing up, going through the motions, and uh, you know, still like I said, still winning, but not 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 in the way we expect the Chiefs to look. So we'll see what see what the Dolphins can show us in that game. Another game that's taking place in Florida, we got the Vikings at the Bucks. Uh, the Bucks are favored by six and a half points, uh, over under at fifty two and a half. Um, oh man, the Bucks are just kind of a weird team. Uh, you kind of middle of the season they look like they were really trending, becoming one of the better teams in the league, and then they've dropped a couple. They're coming off a bye week. Something just feels off with this team, and I can't quite put my finger on it. I don't know if it's the forty two year old quarterback, or I don't know if they have too many weapons. But they just they, you watch them and just something just feels off. Um, the Vikings, meanwhile, they've won five of six. They're winning unimpressively, but they're still winning, and they're right back in the playoff mix. Um, man, you got an angle on this game? Um, huh. Well, um, that just kind of listen to your take there. Um, when, when you got a team that's struggling, uh, like the like the Bucks for sure, like you mentioned, they've lost their last two. Um, and you know, this, both of these teams right now, I think if the playoffs started today, they'd both be, they would both be in, I think the Bucks are seven and five, the Vikings are, are six and six and six. So it's definitely going to be, have that playoff type, uh, of atmosphere. You know, the first thing I point to, um, is a quarterback play, you know, in a big game, who, who would, who would you lay your money with Tom Brady or the alternative Kirk Cousins? Ah, <laughs> uh, and, and I think everybody knows the answer to that question. Um, you know, he, uh, Tom Brady having the experience. You know they're they're loaded top to bottom, and the defense has been playing better. I know the Bucks have a very stingy run defense, uh, something like seventy four yards a game they're giving up, and I know that's the strength 
of the uh, Vikings with Dalvin Cook, one of the leaders in the whole league, uh, right. running the football. So, you know, they want to run and shorten the game. And, you know, that's something that the Bucks defend uh, very well. But for me, again, the, the glaring thing is the quarterback position, Tom Brady versus Kirk Cousins. And I just don't trust Kirk Cousins, even though it's a one o'clock start, which, you know, benefits Kirk <laughs> right. Cousins. Um, no, I, I, I just don't see them going into Tampa and uh, winning a very important, meaningful game. The the Bucks just they added Antonio Brown. You know they got they got Evans, Godwin, uh, the the running backs. Uh, Jones was playing really well, and then and then Fournette comes back. It's almost like too many mouths to feed kind of thing. And then you know Brady's been just kind of inconsistent. Um, but the like I said, the Vikings have been winning, but they barely squeaked past the Jaguars last week. They they had to have a huge comeback against the Panthers two weeks ago. Um, it's it's weird in a position where they're a decent sized favorite. I don't trust the Vikings at all. In this position where they're they're getting six and a half points, I kind of trust them to make this close because they need this game absolutely in every way. They're at six and six. Um, they could potentially run the table to get in the playoffs. Uh, they, they probably need ten wins. Not nine might get you to the seven seed, but. They really need this game. I think they're going to be motivated. I don't think they're going to win, but I I, I actually like them to cover the six and a half. And uh, I could see this game coming out of the wire, but I'll 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 trust Brady to make a at least one more play than our man Kirk Cousins. Um, Nate, next game. Okay. The the Indy Colts <laughs> at the I almost said Oakland Raiders, but they're the Las Vegas Raiders. Correct. Um, Correct. Kind of surprised the Colts are favored by two and a half. Um, over under at 51 and a half. Um, Colts have won five of six. Um, really played solidly, even though they, they kind of they had a, a game last week where they, they had some trouble with the Texans. Texans were in a position to win, uh, at least take the lead at the end. And uh, Watson turned the ball over, and the Colts came away a winner there. And then we got the Raiders coming off that game against the Jets last week where that just, I don't even know what to call it, that, that, that play at the end of the game. Uh, I almost I wrote down miracle, but then I put a question mark because it's not a miracle if if I think your defense was intentionally letting that happen. Right. Um, by the way, you you single cover Henry Ruggs, one of the fastest players in the league, and you bit on a on like a ten yard fake. Why with ten seconds left? Why? Um, so inexplicable. Um, so the, the Raiders coming off of that win. Um, Nate, my question for you that I wrote down, uh, Derek Carr, is he the best quarterback in NFL history who wore eyeliner? <laughs> I, that question took me completely by surprise. Uh, I, I, I don't have a good answer for you, Phil. Right. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> um, all right. What, what, thinking about the Raiders, um, offense, you know, they've always drafted guys um, for, for big – flashy offensive plays like you mentioned Henry Ruggs you know quick athletic deep ball uh if you remember Darius Hayward Bay they drafted him a number of years ago I don't think of the Raiders as a defensive team I think of them as more of an offensive team like I said with those flashy wide receivers got uh Jacobs uh pounding the ball Josh Jacobs um and they've struggled as of late you know two weeks ago well I think it was the Falcons that absolutely smoked the Raiders you're right um and then last week, they were extremely fortunate um, to get past the, the lowly uh, cellar-dweller Jets. So not playing well, 
uh, as of late. You mentioned the Colts kind of squeaked one out last week. They're they're they've been playing better, but again, it's not like they have wide margins of victory. Um, I think the Colts need to lean on that offensive line, although it's a little banged up, and they need to lean uh, on on the running game. You know, I like Philip Rivers, and he's very capable, but again, he just has some of those moments, those throws that you just scratch your head and say, "What? What are you thinking?" Um, I, I think it's going to be a close game. Um, I, I do think the Colts uh, will ultimately win the game, and it could be similar to what the Colts did last week where they were up four late against the Texans and they got that safety um, and ended up winning by six. So, I, you know, I see the Colts winning in, in kind of a maybe three to seven point, you know, kind of kind of a one possession margin of victory. I, I agree with you. We got Josh Jacobs who's banged up and still might not play. Um that team has not been as effective with him out. Um, I, I did mention Derek Carr with the eyeliner comment. He has played mostly well this year. Um, <laughs> if, if you haven't noticed, check that out this week, everyone. Um, uh, so on, on the other side, though, the Colts, like I, I do trust their offense. I trust what Rivers is doing. T.Y. Hilton had a huge game last week. Hopefully he's kind of coming back in the swing for them. Uh, Jonathan Taylor seems to be picking it up. Um, I, I just I trust and I, I really trust the coaching on this team as well. I like the Colts to win on the road and I like them to cover the two and a half like you do. Um, yep. Uh, so two primetime games we're going to talk about and these are two really really good games. Um, the Sunday night game it could be I mean it could be the game of the year uh, at least on, on paper. Uh, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers coming off their first loss against or at the Buffalo Bills. And the Bills just looked outstanding uh, on Monday night against the, the 49ers. Um, uh, this game is going off as uh, the Buffalo is favored by two and uh, over under at 48. Um, I wrote this down. Josh, I watched this game. Josh Allen might have had the best quarterback game that I've seen this season against the 49ers. And uh, I couldn't have been more wrong about that game. Um, he threw for 375, four touchdowns. Pittsburgh seems like they're kind of slowing their momentum slowed a little bit the last couple of weeks. Um, uh, you know, I'm not sure what it, what it is. I Washington kind of grinded that game out. Their defense kind of kind of made some really important stops in the second half. And Pittsburgh's offense just there was also some kind of some coaching stuff there with Tomlin, uh, some weird decisions I thought. Um, but they're still defensively one of the better teams in the league. They only give up 17 a game. Um, and I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if they can slow down Josh Allen uh, after last week. Who do you like here? Yeah, that's that's the big question that I had written down. You know, it's basically you know that uh, Josh Allen quarterback for the Bills against that uh, kind of classic tough, hard nosed Steelers defense. You know, both the teams. Um, I think they're both four and one in their last five. You know, you want to talk about a shocker of the of the. The, the teams I would pick the Steelers to, to lose to, uh, certainly not uh, at home to the Washington football team, uh, that's for sure. And then the Bills, you know, traveling cross-country, um, not to San Francisco, but to Arizona, rather, uh, to take on the 49ers and and just play impressively, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Um, yeah. You know, jo- Josh Allen has had kind of a breakout year, coming out party this year. You know, we all knew he could kind of run the ball, but he's just kind of thrown it all over the – all over the yard, you know. Stefan Diggs was a huge pickup. Um, mm-hmm. Cole Beasley's been solid in the slot. Um, 
that you know the Steelers eleven and zero. They can't really run the ball. They, they it seems like they throw an awful lot. You know, James Conner. They um, do. Yeah. They just throw and throw and throw. Um, I personally, um, I think Tomlin's going to light a fire under his group, kind of get him refocused. Um, I you know I think the Bills are going to be motivated. Sunday night football in Buffalo. That you know that doesn't happen uh, too often. It's going to be close. Uh, it's definitely going to be tight. Um, what, what did you say the line was on this? Uh, bills by two. Bills by two. Uh, you know, I, I, when, 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 when I think, kind of sit and think through this one, um, you know, they always say, you know, home team by a field goal. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the bills by bills by three. Um, yeah, we're, we're, we're lining up this week with our picks. Cause I, I agree with you. I I'm taking the bills, uh, laying the, the two points. I, I think they got some momentum, um, it's 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 one of those home games you know even though there's no crowd they're going to be motivated to to kind of kind of show out here uh on a primetime game and i I just i didn't love what i saw out of pittsburgh last week and i I know you can't win every game hypothetically but um i just like i like the direction the bills are going and uh like i said i'm just going to trust josh allen he's going to make i think enough plays with his legs and his arm uh to get this done um, and to cap it off, we got a we got a huge Monday night game in Cleveland. Yes, uh, we got the Ravens at the Browns. Uh, the Ravens are favored by two points, uh, maybe somewhat surprisingly. Over under at forty seven. Um, the Browns just I I've never been more wrong about a football game. And I don't know if you listened to last week's podcast. I yep. I basically threw the Browns under the bus. And yeah, I remember. Said, yeah. yeah, yeah, you I, did. I said I said they were fake. They weren't real. And then they, they, they went and scored on their first six drives against yeah. Tennessee, and they put up 38 first-half points. I I've, I've felt just so dumb watching that game. I don't know NFL at all um, is what I was thinking, but they I, they were super impressive. Baker was as good as he's ever looked last week. He's becoming more trustworthy, and, you know, of course you love the running game there with Nick Chubb. Um, and Baltimore had a really nice bounce back game, uh, against the Cowboys. Um, obviously that's, a, that's a nice team to have to bounce back against. Right? right. Um, but Lamar looked good. He, he's, he's made some plays with his legs, you know, coming off the COVID thing. Um, and he, he threw a couple touchdowns as well. This game, this game also feels like a close one, doesn't it? Most, most definitely, you know, this is going to be kind of that, uh, that AFC North kind of old school grinded out. Both teams like to, like to run the ball. Um, so, you know, you're looking for maybe a turnover here or there, special, special teams play uh, here or there. Um, you know, the first time these teams played, it was back in week one. I looked it up 38 to six. Um, yeah. The Ravens, the Ravens won that game. You know, a lot's happened. Uh, since then, you know, I, the, looking through the numbers today, the, the Browns are four and one in their last five. They're a team that's trending up on the rise, and the Ravens are two and three in their last five. And they're, you know, they're kind of trending down. You know, you listen to the the big name pundits. You know, are, are people starting to figure out? You know, Lamar Jackson. You know, they, you know, you, you get enough tape on somebody, you kind of you, you you figure the puzzle out. You know, um, Lamar Jackson is the leading rusher. Uh, when the quarterback is the leading rusher on on your football team. Yep. Um, that, 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 that's a red flag for me. I don't really know outside of Hollywood Brown, who I, can you name a receiver on the Ravens other than that? I really can't. Uh, um, and then you look at the Browns, you know, you mentioned Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, 
uh, Jarvis Landry and Odell's hurt. They got Donovan Peoples-Jones. They picked up Austin Hooper, uh, that uh, David Njoku, or that other tight end. Um, you know, I, I just think the arrows are pointing in different directions. I think Cleveland's going up. I think the Browns – yeah, Cleveland's going up and the Ravens uh, mm-hmm. are going down. They're going to have revenge on their mind. Again, hosting Monday night football, albeit without a dog pound. Um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking the Browns are Browns are going to cover that spread for sure. Mm. Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go the opposite route. Uh, first first one we've done this of the five, but I uh, the Ravens need this game so much worse than the Browns at seven and five. This they are literally fighting for their playoff lives. Uh, they lose this game, there's a good chance they don't they don't get a wild card based off of where the Colts are. Um, where the Dolphins are and the Raiders, um, they need this game. And uh, I, I, I think it could be a case of the Browns feeling maybe too good about themselves a little bit. The Ravens might have found just enough to kind of get, get the momentum going back going. You did make a good point. They are not running the ball well this year, and that's what propelled their offense last year. Um, besides Lamar on his scrambles, uh, you know, Mark Ingram has kind of been relegated to the bench. Uh, you know, J.K. Dobbins has, has come in and played decent, but they're not getting the production. And, uh, however, I, I feel like they're going to find enough to, to win this game. I will lay the two points and take the Ravens on the road on Monday night. Um, Nate, I wanted to get in real quickly and just kind of look at the coaching situation for, for a minute or two um, uh, and look at some coaches that might be in trouble Um based on their team's play and their team's record this year. Um, so we've already lost Matt, Patricia, uh, Dan yep. Quinn and Bill O'Brien. Um, I think pretty much universally that wasn't a surprise to anyone uh, yep. that, that any three of those lost their job this year. Um, I, I, I have, I have, I have a rating system on, on seven guys that I think very, you could be in trouble to they're going to get fired. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Anthony Lynn, is my leading candidate for the chargers. He's not going to be around next year. Um, just based off of some of what we've seen from him, they've got a ton of talent on this team and they're, they got a really talented young quarterback in Justin Herbert. Um, so out of 10, a scale one to 10, I have him as a 10. I don't, th- I do not think he will be back next year. Um, yeah. I, I, I would agree with that too. You know, you just drafted uh, Herbert, you know, got to kind of start from scratch. Um, the Chargers find new and interesting ways to lose games every Always. single yep. year. Yep. So yeah, Always. he's he's gone. Um, Adam Gase uh, for the Jets. I also have him as a ten out of ten here. Um, I, I'm shocked he's still coaching this team. Yeah. Nate, can you do you have any idea what their point differential is this year? Do you have a guess? The point differential. Oh my word! Well, they say they've played twelve games. Oh, I'll say in the neighborhood of. 220 points okay you actually went you went high it's 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 minus 173 okay well you Um, know it is the jets yeah um this this team lost as we discussed in just the most inexplicable way last week and i don't there's conspiracy theories on whether that was a tank job you know because they 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 do not want to end up tied with the jaguars and and risk losing the number one pick obviously they want trevor lawrence i actually like sam darnold a lot by the way Come play for the Bears. Bears make make this. Give them a second rounder. Give them a fifth or sixth rounder in addition. Do it. Get Sam Darnold. This guy I think has talent. He has been destined to fail in this situation since he got there. Um, 
I actually thought Adam Gase used to. I, I thought he, when he was with Denver a long time ago with with Peyton Manning, I thought this guy was going to be a star, and I, I something just hasn't materialized with, with him. He will not be back next year. Yeah, no. That if you could rank eleven out of ten, that's a slam dunk. Yeah. Um, the third very very hot seat I have is my man Matt Nagy, and uh, <laughs> I, I don't need to go into this any further because I've I've done this for two three weeks now, but um, I I've. The Bears, you know, I, I was not going to be upset if they made a move midseason. That's not their uh, mo. They usually wait to let these things play out. I think he and Pace, uh, the GM, will be gone. Um, and this has started back when they drafted Trubisky, and it, it set them back four, five, six years. And um, even though Nagy wasn't around when Pace drafted Trubisky, this is something they can't outrun together. And I think both of them are going to lose their jobs. Yeah, yeah. At the start of the year, when the Bears were, you know, four and one or whatever it was, it was, it was almost kind of smoke and mirrors. Um, Definitely. You know, and yeah, you're right. It's time to, time to clean house. You know, coach, GM, probably start fresh at quarterback, um, and just kind of go into kind of rebuild mode. Um, the next, the next guy I have, I haven't heard his name discussed, but. Doug Marone for the Jaguars. I mean, since they've lost that AFC title game to the Patriots a couple years ago, this team has been uh, in just a massive downturn. And that you know they're they're they've one win this year. Um, I, I, their roster just isn't very good, and I, I don't know if that's that's not necessarily a coaching thing, but um, this has been I guess three seasons now since they've been in the the title game, the AFC title game, and. Uh, I don't know if he'll get fired, but man, he's got to be on the hot seat. Yeah, most definitely. You, you, they won that first game of the season against the Colts, and you're right; the, the roster is not very strong. And thinking about the Jaguars, my big question is, who are they going to get to come there? Um, mm-hmm. you, you almost think it's got to be like a, a brand new, fresh face. You know, anybody that's established isn't want to come there and uh, start over. It's it's not like a prestigious place guys want to either go coach or go play, it seems like. Um, right. Uh, I have Vic Fangio. Um, I, I don't think he's going to lose his job, but I, I don't think he's come across as overly impressive as a head coach. He's a great defensive coordinator. but And, and I also think John Elway is not super patient, and I wouldn't be shocked if, if they made a change. And I also have Mike McCarthy as a potential one and done in Dallas. Cause I think he's, he, I think he's a mess. Um, obviously they, they've had some bad luck this year with losing Dak, but um, I don't know. You th- have a thought on either one of those two guys? Yeah. Vic Fangio, um, you know, I could see him maybe getting one more year. He's been kind of dealt a, a raw deal. You know, you think of him as a defensive guy, um, the quarterback position, you know, he was he kind of inherited Drew Locke, um, and you know who yeah, he's got what Blake Bortles as a backup. Uh, I mean, there's there's not much to work with there. You know, you think of the defense, you know, they picked up Melvin Gordon, um, but you know, I could see maybe one more year with him. I mean, they're they're decently competitive. It's not like they're getting blown out every week, but maybe right. one more year out of him. Right. Mike Mike McCarthy, I feel sorry for him. He they have so much in, in Dallas, just the politics behind the scenes. You know, Jerry Jones pulling pulling all the strings and that's another example like you mentioned with Dak at the quarterback position I think that's maybe the first decision you make what you want to do quarterback wise and then based upon that decision then you need to decide what you're doing with your head coach but yeah he's um, that's uh, I would say his uh, his job is very tenuous at this point 
such strong organizational dysfunction there with Jerry Jones. And I don't know how any head coach could feel just comfortable doing their thing when he's always over your shoulder. Um, yeah. The the last guy, I don't, I don't think he's in any danger, but I, I just, I've lost a lot of trust in him and that's Doug Peterson in Philadelphia. Um, this team has, I mean, with Carson Wentz, he's been a train wreck and Peterson seems to make some interesting decisions week to week. I know that Super Bowl from a couple years ago is going to at least give him a couple more years, but Eagles have to be one of the more disappointing teams in the league. Yeah, I know that the injury bug has has bitten them hard this year. Um, you know, lack of playmakers on the outside. But yeah, Carson Wentz and his decision making this year has just <laughs> you just shake your head sometimes. And uh, you know, I you know this week you know they're making the switch to Jalen Hurts, and you know I think some of the one of the linemen and maybe Zach Ertz, you know, they support the decision. You know, you know we feel bad for Carson, but you know we got to see what we got here um, in Jalen. Uh, you're right. The Super Bowl earns him some some credit, um, and it is interesting. You know, you kind of th- think about that. Uh, Frank Reich, who used to be there, mm-hmm. uh, ever since his departure, mm-hmm. you start to see the decline, so to speak, uh, with Carson Wentz. I will say that I think there's a lot of teams that, if the Eagles would want to move off of Carson Wentz, that would gladly uh, mm-hmm. scoop him up. Maybe a team in Chicago, perhaps. I don't know. Potentially. <laughs> perhaps. Uh, listen, you could throw any name. Like, you could throw, like, five different quarterbacks, and Chicago fans would be like, oh, yeah, I, I could see that working out. Um, I mean, <laughs> I've already mentioned one, so, yeah, Carson Wentz, throw him in the throw him in the pot here. Um, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, after, after the season what coaches, you know, come and go from this group. Um it's also going to be interesting, interesting to see what coaches might come from college. I know um, last week Colin and I talked about Matt Campbell kind of being a name from Iowa State. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, uh, I know there's already been rumors about him coming back to the league. I, I think I think everyone can agree universally he's more suited to be an NFL head coach. He's had extreme success, and he's really just – it's been a disappointment at Michigan. So uh, – you know, you might get some retreads in here, and then you might get some guys getting their first chance uh, uh, as head coaches. And obviously, I think the hottest name in the league is uh, Eric Bieniemy, the, the the offensive coordinator from the Chiefs. Yeah, he. Um, I know he had some interviews um, previously. Yeah, what he's done, been able to do under kind of Andy Wing, uh, Andy Wing, Andy Reid's wing, excuse me, uh, with that Kansas City offense. Yeah, I, I think he definitely. Uh, deserves a shot. And there's a guy, you know, like, like we talked about, that's never had a head coaching job that might have to go somewhere like a Jacksonville or, a, you know, a, a L.A. Chargers or, or something like that, just to kind of see uh, see how it shakes out for him. Right. Um, or, or Chicago. Or, or Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Come on in. Um, real quick, Nate, uh, I wanted to run by my parlay of the week uh, by you here. Speaking of the Eagles, um, the Saints are playing them this week, and that's a pretty tough matchup for Jalen Hurst as with his first start. Um, they're double-digit favorites. I'm gonna I'm gonna tease that that game down to Saints winning by six and a half. Um, the next leg is uh, Seattle scoring over three and a half touchdowns against the New York Jets, oh, and yeah. uh, the last leg I'm gonna have the New York Giants. They're they're uh, two and a half point underdogs. I'm gonna. I'm going to buy the extra half point and give them three points at home versus the Cardinals. I love the Giants this week. 
I, I actually love what they're doing. I think they're a really tough-minded team. They're not getting a lot, lot offensively, but they're they're winning these games ugly. Um, I actually like their coach. Um, that that parlay is at plus 533, meaning a $50 bet wins you $316. What do you think of that parlay, Nate? That's pretty good. Um, you know, the uh, Saints defense has been stout. Um this year and especially going up against a rookie quarterback. You know, I, I think that's a can't miss there. Um, you said Seattle against the, the Jets. Did I hear that correctly? Yeah. Over three and a half touchdowns by the Seattle Seahawks. You could maybe double that and still, <laughs> and still make that bet. So that's, I, I think that's a slam dunk. And then I'm loving uh, what the, uh, what the giants are doing, you know, even though they were losing games early in the year, they were competitive yep. and they were playing hard and that's starting to pay off. Um, and you got the Cardinals coming across the country, um, and and especially being a Rams fan, uh, I'm always you know not disappointed when an AFC or NFC West team uh, gets beat. So yeah, I think you're three for three. Lock it in. All right, uh, everyone, I just gave you a two hundred sixty dollar profit right there, um, and and Nate uh, has has agreed with that. Uh, Nate, I appreciate you coming on talking about the NFL. It's a really critical week, and. Uh, We'll see what happens the rest of the way, and uh, definitely look forward to having you back. Yeah, you let me know. This has been a ton of fun. I was uh, it gives me a little distraction from uh, from the daily grind, so I was more, more than happy to join you. Thanks for the invitation, yep. everyone. Thanks again for listening. to Your best bet. It was a one episode week. Uh, next week we're gonna we're gonna get into NFL again, college, and a huge NBA mega preview pod. Um, good luck on week fourteen. Thanks for listening.